Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned in to episode 122 of Do Rags in Boat Shoes. So I apologize. I was going to release another episode this past weekend. Man, you know somebody hit my mailbox this uh, past weekend, knocked it right off the post, and uh, that just kind of pissed me off. Like my neighbors, they had the same issue happen to them, uh, but this was back when it was snowing. And um, and uh, it was icy on the ground. Somebody slid into their pole and just knocked their shit off. But luckily, just my mailbox got knocked off. And I got a plastic uh, decorative uh, arm over the actual wooden post. So it just, uh, it just knocked it off. And I had to actually crazy glue the uh, mailbox back on. And that just pissed me off. Like, somebody could have just left a note and, like, oh, sorry or some shit like that. But it wasn't nobody just you know just not paying attention because the roads were fine this past weekend there wasn't no rain or anything like that it was just a nigga not paying attention and that's what just pissed me pisses me off about uh you know where i live at you know i deal with folks you know throwing beer bottles uh gin bottles you know vodka bottles uh fucking brown liquor bottles in my yard i just me and the old lady just walk around picking the shit up you know and you know people just be throwing just trash because they live at a four-way stop and it's just like niggas just clean out their cars you know at, at the corner of my stop you know the four-way stop it's just gets on my fucking nerves but just doing some old goofball shit like that knocking off a mailbox it was just somebody wasn't paying attention probably late at night and, you know and it it's it's uh um where my mailbox is at it's uh away from the the curb so you have to like swerve over damn near on the sidewalk to to hit it so this was just a nigga not paying attention coming through that four-way stop heading down the hill so that that really just kind of pissed me off and just kind of took the air out of my lungs and i was just heated all day about that but i'm here you know you know rocking with the motherfucking greatest so um Let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen. All right, let's go ahead and see what we can put up on that summer jam screen. So uh, China is has started like ranking their uh, citizens. So they got like, you know how we have a credit system based on, you know, how you pay your bills and shit like that and your lines of credit. They have a social ranking system uh, that's being implemented right now. And it is weird as fuck. So basically, everybody starts off with some kind of score. Uh, they've been working on this. Uh, they announced it back in 2014. And uh, it's supposed to be fully operational by 2020. But the uh, the pilot, quote unquote, program has been initiated for a few million people already. So it's just like a private credit score. Uh, so it's like a social score. and You can move up and down. You know, depending on how good of a citizen you are and there's uh, rewards and there's also punishments uh, for your social ranking. Now, this sounds like some shit straight out of uh, Black Mirror. Y'all remember that Black Mirror episode? I forgot what it was called, but um, it had Shorty. Uh, you had like uh, it was following a young lady and it was like Instagram and it was like, you know, giving likes and all this other shit. And if you had so many likes. You know, you had access to this, that, and the third. So this is pretty similar with this uh, this whole social ranking system. So we're actually seeing this come to light in China, right? So uh, one of the things it can do is actually ban you from flying or getting on the train. So uh, people's uh, travel has already been restricted. And uh, 
It says about 9 million people with low scores have been blocked from buying tickets for domestic flights. Now that's fucked up right there. And then, um, you know, if your credit score, your social score is somewhat decent, but it ain't too good, you know, they they kind of kick out the luxury options. So you can't go fly like business class or first class or some shit like that. And then um, it, it's meant to target, you know, bad passengers. Uh, so if you're uh, caught getting on a train without a ticket or you're loitering in front of the boarding gates or you're smoking in a non-smoking air area. So that's that's the first thing that fucks with you. Another thing they can do is, uh, you know, they can ban your kids from the best school. So it just it punishes your kids. If the, it punishes the kids, if the parents don't have a high social ranking, that is just fucked up. That is fucked up. Um, so it's not, it hasn't been initiated yet, but they're planning on doing that. And, uh, that is just wild. And it was talking about how some people who refused to carry out military service back in uh, 2017, they were barred from enrolling in higher education, applying for high school or continuing their studies. And that was being reported by the Beijing news. Um, Another thing they have fuck with you is uh, throttling your internet speed. So if you know what throttling is, is that's when, um, you know, uh, when internet service, when we first, when homes first started getting high speed internet, if y'all remember, and they still kind of do it now, but this was about, about four or five years ago, you would have caps on your internet speed and like download. So like you had your upload speed and you had your download speed. So how big that you downloaded like torrent files and things like that and if you met like your cable company would throttle your cable company or phone company would throttle your internet speed if you hit your uh your amount your monthly limit so that means they would basically just slow down your speed you know and you're still paying for it but it would just slow your shit down i, I remember that happened uh with my uh grandma she had like the uh, the lowest like internet speed that you could get when this was like back in the day this might have been about shit this might have been almost 10 years ago this might have been about nine years ago uh eight nine years ago and uh they slowed down her speed to like a crawl or whatever within the one month because i uh i think it was my uncle and my brother were like going over there bumming internet and like downloading like movies and shit like that so <clears throat> this is what they're doing over in china is throttling your internet speed and the way uh these offenses take place so i guess there's different brackets so if you spend too long playing video games that's one of them that's fucked up uh wasting money on frivolous purchases now i don't understand that how do you how can you tell someone this is a frivolous purchase like me i'm a sneakerhead. uh i know i wouldn't survive in china because the motherfuckers would be like why do you why do you why have you just bought six pairs of shoes this month mr bradford you know some shit like that and you're just like oh wait i don't know what to tell you but yeah i don't know i guess you're gonna have to slow down my internet speed and then another one is um what was it uh posting uh spreading fake news and then posting too much on social media and the way i'll be getting off tweets uh i know this wouldn't be for me my my fucking internet speed would be like that one x you know on your phone when you barely have service and you try to you know get on a website or something like that and it has that little one x up in the corner uh, you know it'd be that fucking dial up internet speed for me um let's see what else and this is another petty one and this is also happens with uh the american credit system is stopping you from getting the best jobs now y'all remember uh back in the day i remember um this was about 2007 for me i was still working at blockbuster and i was trying to get a part-time gig at uh walgreens i got the gig but i quit the same day but uh, anyways, I remember they had to do a thorough ass credit check. I was just like, y'all check my credit before y'all hire me. You know what I'm saying? It's one of them things like, what if I got this job to fix my credit? You see what I'm saying? That makes no fucking sense. So you got bad credit. 
they think you automatically a thief or untrustworthy or some shit like that you know you could have just had a bad setback or some shit like that got laid off from a job you know lost your home lost your vehicle or some shit like that and now you're trying to work to get it back you see what i'm saying that's that's so in this whole social ranking system they say crimes like fraud and embezzlement you know would have a big effect on social credit and then um trust breaking it has this in quotes in this uh, business insider article uh trust breaking individuals would be banned from doing like management jobs and state-owned firms and big banks so that's a little odd right there but like i said they do that with um american credit system right now i don't see too many jobs doing that now but you have to check that fine print though when you are looking for a gig it just don't make no fucking sense it's like why are you looking at my fucking credit history to determine if I, I if I can do the job or not, that's that's a little odd. And uh, let's see, it also can uh, this China ranking system, social ranking system, can uh, keep you up out of the best hotels too. And it says it can also can bar you from some holiday, ban you from holidays too. So I guess vacations that will fuck you up in the game. So if you couldn't travel, you couldn't stay at a hotel or some shit like that, that would just have you all fucked up in the game. And um, then there's a, let's see here, you could be publicly named as a bad citizen. If your credit is so bad, they will pretty much publicly shame you. But on the flip side, uh, people can also have, um, get discounts on their energy bill, their light bills. Uh, they can rent things without deposits and they can get better interest rates at banks. So just like your regular credit, you know, if you if your credit is decent, you know, and you sign up for something, some big purchase, you don't have to put a, a, a large down payment down or no payment at all. Or you get a cheaper interest rate, you know, if you're making a very large purchase. And uh, one woman was talking about how she didn't need to put down a deposit at a nice hotel or something like that. This was a. Uh, she was able to book a hotel without having to pay a cash deposit because she had a good uh, social credit score. So I want y'all to let me know what you think about that. And will other countries follow suit uh, with a social ranking order like that? Because, uh, man, they start that shit in the U.S. You know, uh, I will be going underground and seeing how I can hack that system and have the highest social ranking score ever. Cause I'm gonna be out here finessing, boy, finessing. Just be out here, just finessing. <laughs> All right. And speaking of uh, finessing, this is a good segue. Did y'all see that uh, those brothers from the uh, Philadelphia Starbucks reached a settlement, um, uh, a settlement of a dollar with the city, and then uh, a pledge from the city. <laughs> a pledge from the city to um have a uh what is it two hundred thousand uh, dollar what is it uh, some kind of technology center or stem center uh for the kids um of uh, the public philadelphia public schools so the city is supposed to pledge uh <laughs> man two hundred thousand dollars for just something to uh, build entrepreneurship with uh, kids in the public school here's my problem with that uh jesus uh these brothers should have just took that money uh went for way more and um you know pledged that money themselves to a, a center you know take a portion of that and get you know some other celebrities to join in on that because a lot of times when the city or the state pledges something it, it takes a long time it, it takes so long that you forget about it it takes so long that you have to remind them about it it takes so long that they just they forget about it like the 40 acres a mule and a hundred dollars from those uh, treaties of uh, 1866 so we'll see what happens with that we shall see what happens with that uh what's going on with your man uh kanye kardashian though uh so your man's was on TMZ <laughs> and he was talking about how slavery was a choice. 
All right. He was talking about that. So uh, people started, you know, tweeting out think pieces. Um, people started tweeting about books that Kanye should have read and should read. And uh, people were making excuses for him. And then, including myself, Black Twitter, we uh, started going in on the hashtag, if slavery was a choice. And some of these damn memes had me holding my gut, crying, laughing. And I have one that did some numbers. I tweeted out one that had some numbers. It was the Monique one when she's you know got her fingers pointed to the heavens her hands together fingers pointing to the heavens and she's just thinking who the fuck are you talking to and i put the caption when you're trying to figure out who the fuck massa talking to with that tone of voice <laughs> and so that was the that was the um the wave of the hashtag and my, I'm still getting notifications on my phone right now. I just turned on my notifications. I thought it died down by now. But shout out to those who enjoyed it. Uh, and there's people who are tweeting out think pieces right now, talking about how ignorant we are for creating this hashtag and making light of slavery. Nobody's making light of slavery. We are saying how stupid Kanye West is for saying that slavery was a choice and Kanye West does not know about any of the other slave revolts that they talk about that they don't talk about that you actually have to hunt down and read about okay there was people who fought you know tooth and nail different slave revolts and then you had people you know our ancestors on the plantation who fought to survive that's how a lot of us are here that's how a lot of us are so strong-willed that's how so many of us overcome the odds because we have that spirit we have it's in our genes to overcome so everything that's being thrown at us we still here you see what i'm saying so nobody was trying to shit on the ancestors not at all nobody was trying to shit on the ancestors at all we're just showing if slavery was a choice this is what people would be doing and it's just so damn goofy to say that right so i think what kanye west was trying to allude to and saying being in bondage for 400 years how come nobody fought back that's a choice you chose to be a slave but there's many revolts that nobody talks about so most of the times excuse me we know about you know nat turner's you know rebellion and thanks to uh nate parker and uh birth of a nation but they don't tell you about you know different um slave revolts right they they just don't tell you about it like i said before um you know most of the time there was different revolts were going to get kicked off but you know it was always some fucking coon who who was too scared to do some shit you know who wanted to be down but then when it was time to put them boots to the ground they went off and told somebody that was the case with um what's that brother's name uh the blacksmith um uh shit um gabriel there we go gabriel so this was a big ass uh uh blacksmith you know he was over six feet tall and he was just a big bulky motherfucker and he could read and write that made him dangerous right so um and it was said that other you know slaves they kind of looked up to gabriel and um you know actually he found some inspiration uh from the uh saint domingo uh revolutions of uh 1789 that was just about 11 years prior to what happened in 1800 with this gabriel uh the blacksmith gabriel the blacksmith and um so um he met two uh was it uh some french soldiers in a in a tavern and so he basically you know started to formulate a plan and uh i think he got his brother and then somebody else from a plantation you know to kind of join the fight you know he started putting the plan together and then word started spreading that's the dangerous part right um and uh so you had other uh free uh blacks who worked in the waterways they started spreading the word 
and uh he was letting this is where gabriel fucked up he was letting so many black folks learn of his plan right so he didn't have too many ride or dies you know he was under the assumption we all on the same page we all want fucking freedom and then um you know gabriel he wanted to uh rally about a thousand slaves and the banner of death or liberty right so um you know that's that was the cry of uh what was that old patrick henry and uh malcolm x talks about that in the ballad of the bullet but um and uh so i think gabriel was a little bit naive you know letting so many people know that and uh, so his whole plan was to uh go to richmond virginia and uh you know take hold of an armory and hold the governor hostage um un- until you know the demands of equal rights uh for all people were met right so he planned on doing that sometime in august the end of august um but on the day of there was like a bad thunderstorm that happened and uh gabriel the blacksmith you know uh he he didn't waver he's like we still gonna do this but then people got kind of disheartened was like nah you know it's too bad the roads washed away you know we could get lost we don't know where the fuck we going so all of his people kind of lost faith then there was this coon ass motherfucker named uh pharaoh and pharaoh went ahead and told you know told some white folks about what the plan was and then you know lo and behold uh gabriel the blacksmith he went to the gallows and he was executed so that's that's one that we have and then uh what's that mulatto brother name um because he was inspired by uh two saint louvatore shit let me look this up real quick let's see here um uh, okay here we go yeah the brother's name is uh charles uh des deslandes deslandes all right and that was a mulatto slave um and he worked on the uh sugar plantation in the german coast area of uh, louisiana so um let's see here so he had about 25 slaves uh rose up and attacked you know the plantation owner and the family so they hacked to death one of the owner's sons but the master he got away so um excuse me so then they started going around town they wanted to capture the city and then uh you know they were going through the city singing uh creole protest songs and they were pillaging plantations and murdering whites um and then uh some people say that the they got up to about 300 people um, but some folks are trying to say there was only about 124 and then um, South Carolina Congressman Wade Hampton okay uh, he was assigned uh, to a he assigned a task force to the stop the insurrection so then it was about 30 uh, US Army soldiers and um, you know it took them it wasn't no easy win over uh, Deslandes and his people right it wasn't no easy win it took about two days and uh for them to uh, actually stop them folks and um you know the slaves ran out of ammunition about 20 miles from new orleans and then it was just a slaughter they kind of uh followed but um man they, they they was out there fighting they was out there fighting and um you know so they don't really tell you about this shit though but uh you know look up that brother <clears throat> excuse me uh gabriel the blacksmith and then um the uh mulatto brother uh he was actually inspired uh charles deslandes so that's charles d-e-s-l-o-n-d-e-s and that was a mulatto slave um but yeah he was actually uh he was actually you know inspired by uh what, what, what happened in haiti so going back to this um this kanye west thing it's just one of those uh situations where th- he don't know shit you know he, he never took the time out to read but i mean what do you expect for somebody who called their first album the college dropout right so you know it's a situation where it's very disappointing to see how dumb kanye west is you know great at making music great at making music can't deny that but socially he's just a fucking idiot 
he doesn't understand what's going on and so many people are saying oh he's about to have the greatest album of all time by saying this dumb shit he's trolling i don't think the brother's trolling i think he's dead ass serious i do and once the album drops i think he's going to try to hide behind the guise of oh i was just playing i really do but i he is a fucking idiot he is i mean so i guess uh you know former president obama was right you know i gave president obama some slack you know i I didn't cut him no slack i was you know i was kind of heated that he would say that call uh kanye west you know uh a dumbass or whatever he called him after the taylor swift incident you know because he was speaking some truth he was kanye west was but you know right now this man is sitting up here hip to hip with uh you know um trump and uh he's just saying just some off the wall dumb shit just a fucking idiot just lo and behold a fucking idiot and that's all i can really say i mean will i listen to the album absolutely i'm not gonna stream it on title or um apple music i'm gonna download that shit illegally as soon as that zip file happens and i you know everybody on uh twitter should do that you know just pass around a zip file of the album you know ain't nobody gonna pay for that shit he's not getting another dime from me uh but you know if this is a whole marketing ploy this is something that you don't do you don't play with black folks like that you know you don't do some shit like that where you try to you know manipulate pain and push certain buttons just so you can sell a fucking record the music should speak for itself and if the music ain't speaking for itself then maybe you should just stop making music shout out to my nigga hove Hove, what you gotta say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that lovely intro of selling hope like dope. So it looks like uh, our uh, guidance counselors lied to us, right? So NPR just ran an article. Um, this was about late April. They ran an article, and the, the article is titled High Paying Trade Jobs Sit Empty While High School Grads Line Up for Universities. So it uh, follows a few people in this article, and it talks about how um, these high skilled jobs are just sitting stagnant, you know, that you go to like a vocational school for, or get like a two year degree for, or a technical uh, training for. Um, they're just sitting empty and they, you know, you come out with a degree in like social work or something of that extent. So, um, and you're all, you're just seeing students and they coming out, you know, making, you know, 25, 30, 25 to $35,000 a year while you go to, um, you know, uh, a technical college, a vocational school and you learn a trade such as like iron workers or something like that brick masons or even get your uh, cdl you know class a or b uh, class a is where the real money at uh, i got a class b but you know you get um a job with a company you know driving you know hauling stuff you know across the road uh, and you come out the gate you know you're making you know late 40s and up until you know seventy thousand dollars a year and it's off rip you know just depending on what company you go with and if you're driving out of town that's with a class b so in a class b um you'll start off around 48 to 50 a year and then it'll just shoot up from there but if you get that class a you starting off you know 70 75 to 80 you know being on the road just depending on how much the company is paying you per mile and it was talking about how one young man, he's in school right now. Uh, he's in a vocational school to be an auto mechanic. And right now, once he comes out the gate, he'll have a job lined up for him and he'll be making about $28 an hour. And I think that's gonna put him at about, uh, real quick, bear with me here. So let's see here, 28 times 40. It's about $58,000, so that's on, shit, that's on par with, uh, um, yeah, so, uh, these, these jobs are just sitting there and forgot the name of it, but she's saying that every week, you know, different is the senior class going to be ready because they can't fill these jobs, you know, fast enough, 
but's out here to go to college and get a four-year degree you know what i'm saying that's what's kind of just fucked up in the game and then they get this insurmountable amount of debt and uh it's just it, it it's just a ton of debt and so now here you are you know they trying to make you pay you know four to six hundred dollars a month paying back you know for a four-year degree and you only making you know thirty eight thirty nine thousand dollars a year why somebody went to a two-year school you know uh being a some kind of some sort of mechanic or uh went and got their cdl or some shit like that and they're making you know almost three times more than you exactly double what you're making but could be making up to three times more than you and they're talking about the um the thinking behind it is you know a lot of times you know it's that social engineering people are like you know what university are you going to and you know shit like that and you thinking that it's back in the baby boomer generation when they could go to school go to college for three dollars you know and their student loans was 50 cents a month you know what i'm saying with uh 0.2 percent interest and then they got some job you know back in the day that equates to coming out making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year you know what i'm saying with a low ass payment a month but it's not like that anymore it's not and um so they're saying that it's still that old way of thinking and then the social engineering part which is the being shamed of going to like a technical school you know and get a job in it and come out making bank you know what i'm saying doing cyber going into uh the military and learning some uh cyber security because the next wars will be fought on something's going to happen where it'll be like a huge hit somewhere somehow financially online fucking with the banking systems or something like that uh, with some hackers or something from a foreign power and the next war will be a cyber war I, i'll call that right now i mean we already kind of see it happen when russia attempted to hack the elections and then they social engineered folks to uh you know with all this confusion via social media you know stirring up racial tensions that when the tensions were already high but just adding gasoline to the flames so we already seen that you know where did you graduate from you're like oh i got my you know my commercial drivers like was it you but you up here making you know sixty thousand dollars a year and they sitting up right there but you have to let that shit go i remember a crackhead named mike who used to work on my car uh back when i was a teen and well up into my early 20s used to work on my car you know uh working on like the fuel pump and just different things like that and you know everybody had that neighborhood swerve who you know who would work on your car for a pack of smokes twenty dollars or a tall boy you know what i'm saying some shit like that you're like oh shit just throw me a 20 and you know and, uh, and give me a six pack or a tall a couple tall boys or some shit like that you know they doing a fucking foe who named mike and i remember he told me he said uh don't worry about going to cop you always be paid you know if you learn a skill work with your hands figure out some kind of pay and that's some real shit you know but if this trend continues with a man called college for getting these four years degrees you know exactly what's going to happen since these skilled uh trade jobs are so expensive there's going to be a immigrant group that comes in here and fills up all those jobs either iron workers brick masons um electricians uh plumbers uh hvac just whatever auto mechanics is going to be a group come in here and realize that there's just a gap here of you know of skilled workers and they're going to fill it and then those rates are going to go down and then people are going to be like they took her jobs you know like on the south park and shit like that that's exactly motherfuckers is getting paid there was one let's see here let me see if i can find the woman in the article there's an iron worker a woman uh named jessica bruce in this article she's an apprenticeship and she's making $32.42 an hour. And that's well over $60,000. That's her just being an apprentice. And so you know once that apprenticeship is up, like I'm saying before, if you can, you know, let a teen know, junior high student know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, not going to a four-year school. There's nothing wrong with going to a vocational school, going to a truck driving school, uh, getting some kind of electrician apprenticeship. And, uh, you know caking out cashing out working with your hands there is nothing wrong with that and it's funny seeing something like this 
and you have so many people talking about all the jobs are going overseas but this says something extremely different and it's like with uh, my gig uh, we're always trying to hire for drivers and things like that and then we tell somebody what you got to do you know as far as before you delivering it's just like oh, i ain't trying to do all that it's just like well shit you making 60 racks a year dog like what the fuck you know what i'm saying it's just it's easy money if you're willing to you know put some sweat on your brow you know what i'm saying it's just one of those things where you know you could be out here getting paid and it's just like uh, other skilled jobs like uh being a machine operator you know uh as far as you know uh, working on uh power pallet jacks or doing something with forklifts and things like that you know that's easily you know uh 15 to 17 dollars an hour somewhere i mean 15 to 18 dollars somewhere i know uh even fucking the coca-cola order selectors uh my little brother's homeboy he does that and um they're they're making about 18 and some change almost 19 dollars an hour and you know putting them on a pallet and wrapping a pallet you know what i'm saying so it's just shit like that and um and then over at pepsi i think they make like a dollar more i mean if you're willing to put some sweat on your brow you better go on out there and get that money you see what i'm saying or you can dollars an hour get certified using like a high lift stacker or uh being certified and it's like uh one of my uh my young boys los he's a uh when you ready you know stop bullshitting you know uh you got your you know you got your uh, class b license you need to you know get on with a company you know like a budweiser or something like that and you know uh double up your salary you see what i'm saying because you know right now i think he's working maybe like five hours a day something like that you know before school and after school and then picking up ot by um you know doing driving kids from school events and things like that but you know, you get on with a, you know, one of these food beverages companies or upgrade to a class A and, you know, making that cake, you know, bringing in, you know, uh, 75 to 100 racks. One of those, we have to stop, you know, looking down our nose at folks, you know, at these blue company honor that certificate and we're like, oh shit, you know, God bless you, you know, now you're a hundred thousand, like you going into all this debt and now you coming out and you making thirty four, thirty five thousand dollars a year and it's going to take you, what, 10 years to even get, you know, 10 to 12 grand more if you stay in your current position. It's like not or you end up doing a situation where you need an advanced degree on top of that four year degree. So a master's in something so you can get a better, um, you know, pay raise and things of that sort. So. You know, it's one of those things where if you got a young young boy, young girl coming up in this game, you know, you need to, you know, actually go over those. But I feel like I am ranting, so I'm going to leave y'all alone. That's been selling hope like dope. This portion of Do-Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? All right, so moving on to hold this L. Hopefully y'all saw this. This was up on Facebook. It did some numbers. Um, it was, uh, you seen NRA supporters, they were blowing up their Yeti coolers. Now, I don't know if, uh, folks outside of the, you know, folks on the coast, I know I got some folks out in Cali and then I got some East Coast folks out in the DMV area, New York area and, uh, down South. But uh, all my Midwest folks and my up north folks in the Dakotas, uh, they know about Yeti. So Yeti is a popular brand of coolers and they, you know, they post, they work extremely well, very high priced coolers. So um, a lot of, uh, uh, that's Y-E-T-Y, Y-E-T-I, I'm sorry, or something like that. Um, so this is mainly for people who go camping and do outdoors. A few hundred dollars, you know, up to about thirteen hundred bucks. And um, President Marion Hammer wrote a letter on behalf of the uh, NRA. Yeti has suddenly uh, declined to do business with the NRA Foundation. And um, you know, they were saying that Yeti will uh, no longer sell products to the NRA Foundation, but. Yeti came back and said that they uh, notified the NRA Foundation and other organizations of this change. And Yeti explained uh, that they were offering them an alternative customization program 
you know, that was available to consumers and organizations, including the NRA. And uh, so naturally, NRA supporters are using Tannerite, which is an explosive, to blow up their, you know, $200 for Yeti mugs. Now, one of these Yeti mugs go for like 50 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. Uh, I just want to know how fucking stupid up you know a three four hundred dollar cooler when your dumb ass could have just put that shit on ebay and sold it you know 150 200 bucks you see what i'm saying like you, you just doing dumb shit and just blowing money but i guess if you have the money to buy tanner night and assault rifles i guess you do just be out here balling like that but that's just fucking stupid you know, if Nike did some goofball shit, I'd have all my my sneakers on eBay. I wouldn't be on, uh, you know, Facebook Live like, oh, I'm cutting up my Kyrie Irvings right now. Oh, I'm putting bleach all in my Kobe Pro Trolls. You know, some shit like that. Or I'm going to uh, light my uh, fucking uh, Jeff Staple uh, pigeon ducks on fire. You know, I just put them bitches up on eBay and, you know, get some money up out of it. I mean, as simple as that, but uh, this this shows just how emotional and irrational a lot of these folks are and how sheepish uh, they can be. They can be and be led by a herder who doesn't even think. Right. So they 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 discontinued a program and offered an alternative to NR to the NRA Foundation. But they just went off the deep end and said that Yeti doesn't support the NRA. So. Uh, just fucking dumb and these are people who are armed and gun nuts and it's just one of those things where you're like oh okay maybe I do need fucking nuts out here these emotional irrational dumbasses so I'll and hold this L and it's tanner night proof and it's bulletproof so you really can't damage it hold this L you win perfect <laughs> All right, so moving on to Not All Heroes Wear Capes, we have to give it to uh, the brother Brian Stevenson and the Equal Justice Initiative. Uh, There's a great article up on The Guardian, and the link will be in the show notes. And it talks about how how they created the um, lynching memorial in, uh, what is it, Mobile, uh, Alabama, and I really want to see it. But uh, ain't shit down there in Alabama for me. If you know what I mean. You know, I don't need nobody spitting in my food and doing shit like that. It might be one of those things where, you know, I go down there and see it for a day, fly right back out, you know, back home to Omaha. But uh, so the article is talking about how a lot of the natives in uh, Alabama, uh, they are not happy about this uh, lynching memorial. So there's a um, uh, basically, you know, black men and women in chains and shackles. And then there's uh, the memorial that uh, inside the lynching memorial, it it features fixtures dangling like bodies from the ceiling with names of people who've been lynched. And uh, there's people who are uh, talking about in the town, they said uh, there's one woman uh, you know she's white named Mary Massey she's a 58 year old nurse and uh, she expressed her disdain at the project and I quote she says we didn't have nothing to do with that and I think they just they just need to leave it alone it's just stirring up something right but her husband said he support, supported the memorial to uh, reckon which is bullshit people are still being hung in the south and he also said, uh, oh, my bad, I thought it was Mobile, uh, Montgomery, uh, they, to uh, the attitude was just to let you heal at all. You know, just try to ignore it and bury it and fester it. I mean, try to ignore it and bury it. That's when it festers and bubbles up to the top and it just rolls into something that, you know, comes 10 times stronger and, you know, it always comes back and bites you right in your asshole. And so... Uh, there was also somebody, a Native American named Keenan, and she said that she would never visit the memorial 
and she was worried it would exacerbate racism in Montgomery. And, and I quote, it ain't going to change that. It's going to get it started more. So remember, I've always said this in earlier podcasts and always said this. Oh, uh, just I have always said this uh, with uh, white folks. Um, justice to them looks like revenge. That's what it looks like. And that's always been a deep fear of, uh, you know, them having what happened to uh, black folks happen to them, you know, as a justice. Like, uh, like I always tell the story about the lady who went on lunch with my, my mom when uh, uh, former President Barack Obama got uh, elected in 08. Uh, the woman was worried that he was going to put white people in slavery. But that's that's just the mindset because they know what they've done is, you know, just very evil and disgusting. And they know that they wouldn't let it happen to them because they would have fought back in all things of a lot of these white folks. You know, you know, but uh, you you have to just show love and respect for this and, you know, putting it up in the heart of the and forcing people to deal with this. And there was one, uh, um, hopefully her money ain't looking funny. Maybe she's just doing it because she loves loves journalism. But he was talking about there was one uh, brother who got lynched just because he was walking around and telling black farmers about their rights. He had a little piece of paper in his pocket and it was just talking points about uh sharecroppers rights and farmers rights and he was going around and telling the black farmers that and the white folks didn't like no uppity negro stirring up trouble they hate that still to this day they hate that right so that's why you have these fake puppets at the forefront you know with a white puppeteer pulling strings you see that's what happens they just kill you once you you know you start build, building a grassroots following it's just all thought we talk about free thought all the fucking time but if you think too free and start expressing those free thoughts somebody will slit your throat or pull a put a bullet system who does that right but um this is one of those situations where it needed to be done um there needs to be more memorials museums across this whole damn country and um, I'm going to read y'all a quote, if I can find it real quick. Let's see here. Let me pull it up uh, from the brother uh, Chris Rock. Give me just a second here. Y'all can bear with me. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, here we go. So it says, uh, we treat racism in this country like it's a style that America went through like flared legs and lava lamps oh that crazy thing we did we were hanging black people we treated like a fad instead of a disease that eradicates millions of people now we know racism whiteness it's not enough you know y'all not speaking up at the right times you know y'all only speaking up when it's a black setting you know y'all not speaking up when it's just a room full of y'all you know you're not calling out bullshit it's you know there's so many allies online it's just oh i'm an ally in the struggle I'm an ally in the struggle. It's like, well, you need to start putting them feet to the pavement and start making some moves here, okay? Nobody needs your sympathy. You know, we need you to help us initiate some justice. And justice don't look like revenge for black folks. It just looks like making things right. That's what it looks like, okay? People need to look at their dirty ass nasty history and see how it is slaves like forced immigrants or uh they grab some workers from africa you know they don't want to talk about the dogs and the water hoses and the montgomery bus boycott version is just oh they marched and sang and the president felt bad and he gave black folks be very dangerous so it's like oh we better give these negroes what they're asking for right emma a group of folks that look like me we all can get a room uh, we all can get hotel rooms and stay at the same hotel and just kind of watch each other's back because i'd be paranoid as fuck going down south man you just that's just a whole different breed down there boy that's that that's that okay i need to have a couple of 380s with me you know what i'm saying by my back and then a little deuce deuce in the shoe you know my reebok shoe some shit like that it's just a 
whole different beast going down there. And my folks from Mississippi, but it's like, ugh, ugh. But anyways, that's been uh, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. And on a side note, I just want to shout out to that brother, uh, Sean King, and for the work that he did uh, on social media, working nonstop uh, to identify um, those Charles Charlottesville um, uh, guys who was beating the shit out that brother in that uh, parking ramp next to the police station. So I know one of those guys got arrested. I think two of them got arrested and one is going to be sentenced in August and he's facing 10 years to 50 years or something like that. So he's going to do some time. And so may he rot in hell. And uh, because uh, even the FBI was saying that uh, they were looking at Sean King's Twitter page to see if people could identify these folks. So uh, just shout out to him on a little bit of a side note. But that's been not all heroes wear capes. All right, so moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say, without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. And this quote comes from my man, Kevin Hart. You know, this man grinds like a rusty gear. Like he got his foot in the door and he cannot stop. I remember, I don't know if y'all remember it, but remember those uh, Sony emails leaked and they were shitting on Kevin Hart about how much money he was asking for and shit like that. That brother knows his worth because he's been grinding for a minute, grinding for a very long time. But this quote comes from him and it says, I'm not going to stop having problems. I'm not going to stop having problems. Now, I know somebody's listening right now like, man, nigga, there's some bullshit, bro. Like, what the fuck you talking about problems for and health over wealth? You know what they say. Uh, Jada Kiss put it beautifully in a freestyle. He said, more money, more problems, but it's worse when you're broke. Now, I want y'all to think about that. You know, uh, we always think, oh, the more money I make, you know, this will solve all my problems, but it'll solve the problem that you have right now, right? And as uh, the brother Les Brown always says, it's new levels, new devils. So every step that you take, you always gonna have problems. And the reason that I use that Kevin Hart quote is because no matter what happens to you, I mean, you can win the lottery tomorrow, you know, win $200 million, you know, you get that check, you know, everybody and their mama gonna be coming for you, talking about, Oh, I need help paying this, that, and the, you know, and the third. You know what I'm saying? So that's a problem right there. So you're going to have new levels, new devils. But you got to have that willpower to know I can work through anything. Like the problems that you have right now won't be the same problems that you're going to have tomorrow. If you're working towards solving that problem. So quit sitting on your ass and procrastinating. You ever have one of those days or you're dealing with a bunch of bullshit and you just decide to lay down and go to sleep and take a nap then you wake up like four hours later and you're like fuck i was supposed to do this that and the third and i could have got that done in two hours and had two hours free but now you didn't slept for four hours because you didn't want to face that problem you have to face your problems you have to have that willpower to keep on trucking to get through that mud and get to a new level now when you get to that another level it's gonna be some new devils but this is where that willpower comes in and you look back on past failures and problems that you overcame to help you deal with these new devils you always gonna have problems no matter what but every problem that you conquer it'll make you strong enough to deal with the new devils all right so that's been health over wealth uh nothing but love and respect to y'all you know i love y'all i appreciate every single one of y'all and uh i will see y'all next week one